WMNF Tampa. Find the shadows cast by rainbow, there you'll meet the sage. Feeding rabbits bits of lettuce, or cleaning out the cage. He can give you more direction than you've ever known. Show you your bronze baby shoes now, my how you have grown. Ain't it nice to fly your waving hats off clouds go by, but please won't be still of its own free will. Say you want to go exploring, you got to find some truth. You can't stand one more day of Christians shouting down at you. Say you don't dig politics, that never was your bag People who could run for office, wave their private flag Ain't it nice to fly your waving ass on cloud go by But peace won't be still of its own Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Sunday Forum on WMNF 88.5 in Tampa. This is Yumiko, and uh, Walter is running a little bit late, so it will just be me and Mobilia right now on the air. Good morning, Mobilia. Good morning. How are you? Uh, under the circumstances, I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, this has been a, uh, I don't even know what word to use. It's I been know. such a, uh, tragic week. Um, on yeah. Tuesday in Texas, there was a, um, shooting that happened. An 18 year old shot 19 children and two teachers. Um, yeah. Clinging to their guns. Yeah, it it was uh, definitely, um, I mean, I don't have the words. uh, I know. It's hard to find the words. You know. It's such an act over and over and over again. Right. And, uh, you know, if we had gun control, gun laws, I think uh, things would be, that that situation wouldn't have happened, obviously. Um, he had a yeah. AR-15 and, uh, right. somehow he managed to get in the back of the school cause it was unlocked and then he went in and, uh. Right. And the door propped open. Yeah. But the police took an hour 
to respond to babies being killed, even when babies are calling them. There were police in the hallway, but uh, the sergeant on hand mm -hmm. said that we're not going to breach. I mean, why wouldn't you breach right. the yeah. classroom to take down a threat? You know, so, you know, it just seems to be ironic that at the same part point in time activists were rallying to defund the police right. and invest in social programs on the anniversary of george floyd's murder by police yeah you know so this is happening right as we're recalling that time and and that activism and you have to wonder what are the police worth what are they really worth they can't really stop anything half the time and uh you know we're going to talk about a lot of things, you know, it's my opinion that the fact that this country clings to their guns, they're clinging to the Second Amendment. I think the Second Amendment is a curse to America. I it is being turned into a curse. Now you have 18-year-old pipsqueak, some kid, going to a school to shoot babies with an AR-15. Yeah. What do you need? The Second Amendment doesn't protect you and everybody's right to run around with an assault rifle, a weapon of war. Well, and that's that's been an argument with people too that they don't consider AR-15s a a a, 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 a destructive gun, but it is. I'm oh, sorry, but if a gun that can shoot multiple bullets and and kill someone in, within seconds, then yes, that is a gun that does not need to be able to be purchased. There should be gun laws. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Ted Cruz and uh, Trump, all of these people went to a a a AR. I mean, I'm sorry, an N NRA or an N NR National Rifle yeah, Association a convention. The, the, the I guess it was a couple of days later. That shouldn't have even happened. And did you see some of the? Uh, some of the videos where people were confronting Ted Cruz. No, but I bet it's nice. It's he he, he didn't have anything him. to say, really. Yeah. He, had, he didn't have much to say. And uh, for some reason, the Republicans don't want to pass a, a, a gun a gun law. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, a law to, to not, to, you know. At least to, common sense laws yeah. that, that talks about background checks, universal background checks, at least. That's yeah. the least she could do. But you know, it's like that guy uh, in the NBA, one of the coaches for the for the NBA team. Yeah, said, Kerr from enough talking, enough prayers. With something needs to be done now, and that is true. All, all this talking, all this prayers, all this stuff is not working. <laughs> we have to take action now because this is now the second shooting that has happened in two weeks. The two weeks before was the shooting in Buffalo. Something That's has right. to be done. Uh, this this kind of behavior it, it, it's unacceptable at this point and the way the i don't know if you saw when the police had described the, the bodies of the of the children mm -hmm. the fact that they had holes in them some of them were unrecognizable yeah they, they, they had to be identified with fingerprints i mean that is so ugh, it hearing that was very disheartening and then the the uh the one of the the teachers his his or uh, her husband died two days later from from hearing about that's uh, right about her he had a heart attack that's right just just said oh and we have Walter <laughs> yeah Smith brother Walter the, is in the house in to the join building. us <laughs> so we will be proceeded with him but uh, you know the, again this has got to stop you know uh, yeah you wonder why those fifty Republicans just are stuck not movable because you know their pockets are filled with NRA money mm -hmm. and they just can't act they just can't you know be humane in their own thinking so because they're just stuck and it, it seems like even on common sense something as simple as as universal background checks that would have saved some lives yes. you know this kid even he, though yeah he had something i mean they, they well they said that they didn't find anything uh, mentally wrong with nothing. him please there had to be for him to do something like that right but i mean we if your if your best friend is is saying or just a friend of yours is saying some mental stuff a lot of times we don't take it seriously he had threatened one of his friends life for trying to end their friendship 
You know, that would have been a red flag. You know, we need red flag laws, even though he doesn't have documented mental health issues from the past because he's only 18. Mm-hmm. You know, he does have these this history, this paper trail, this the social media trail, you know, talking to his friends would have given you some red flags. But if you are gun clinging, gun loving state in in a place like Uvalde in Texas, yeah. you know, then you can overlook a lot of what's glaring you right in the face. Yeah, but the fact that he shot his grandmother, that should have been a, something. Yeah. That should have been a clue right there. I mean, he, he had an argument with her. He shot her. Then he went to the school and shot shot 10 year olds. Come on. Right. And we'll never really know why. He just seems yeah. like he was just a spoiled brat. So. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I give my condolences to the family members who lost uh, their children during that shooting. Um, I mean, yeah. honestly, no words really at this point because now it's not about words, it's about action. So right. I hope now this wakes people up and we can we can really do something here. Yeah, um, I should hope so. I do want people to go to WMF and uh, WMF.org and look at all of the other news stories from the week. You know, the CDC says the COVID-19 community levels are high in nearly all Tampa Bay area counties. So we need to keep a watch on that. We can't just put our head in the sand. We got to continue to report on that. Uh a new report says the pandemic resulted in the highest ever rates of death due to the alcohol, drugs, and suicide in the United States. So a lot of people are trying to grapple with the problems that this has wrought. Uh, but again, it takes community. It takes us being on top of it and continue to think about it and talk about it. And that's why we're here on the Sunday Forum. And starting June 7th through the 14th, we'll be doing our fundraiser here at WMNF. And we're going to need your support. So continue to tune in for that. Yes, and uh, <laughs> we, we got uh, Walter here, so... Hey, man. Hello. Hey. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> a little, little traffic out there. Yeah. How's everybody doing this morning? Sunday morning traffic. Yeah, Sunday yeah, morning traffic. Man, I guess, I don't know where I caught out there, man. That was crazy. Uh, but, hey, hey, how's everybody doing? Great. Uh, you know, I'm okay. <laughs> considering, yeah, okay. considering. Yeah, no, no, listen, on. listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you. Uh, I, I I gotta tell you, you you're absolutely right. Um, I have no disagreements with you on obviously with with the tragedy of to what took place this past week. Yeah. Uh, that that was horrific, and I stand with those families. You know, we we all do here on the Sunday Forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Yamiko said, we stand with with those families and. Our condolences and our, our love and heart goes out to, and prayers go out to those those victims um, of the shooting of this past week, uh, along with those also from Buffalo. Yes. And anywhere else where this is happening, this this is this is out of control. Yeah. Completely out of control. Uh, the issue of gun laws in, in this country. <laughs> Ridiculous. Mm. The, the fact, the fact that the, well, really, one of the things is. Good morning, Terrence Lenoir, and all those folks out there. First of all, out on in Facebook land who are watching us live right now on the Sunday Forum Facebook page. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning for the Sunday Forum. Uh, this is your host, Walter L. Smith II, along with the members of the Fourth Estate Crew. Uh, let, let me let me tell you, and we're discussing this morning. Uh, actually, the the main discussion of this morning is disappearing communities. Uh, one of the main communities that we're talking about is the bottom, mm-hmm. the bottom. Uh, if you're from Tampa, if you are from Tampa and you are from Ybor City, especially East Tampa, West Tampa, yeah, you know, you know, and you black, you know the bottom. <laughs> okay. Now, you know, the bottom, uh, when my grandfather was uh, Judge Williams. He was one of the founders of, of the community. Uh, when I say founders, I mean like one of the people who established uh, housing and so forth to help to um, form it into more than just a location that was redlined or that was designated as the undesired the, the location for the undesirable uh, people mm-hmm. of the of, of the day, yeah. uh, referring to black folks. Uh, it was where the stormwater and sewage water runoff would go. In the early years of Ebor City, would would be would drain downhill into that area. Uh, 
They had ditches and things like that that were mm -hmm. there. And strangely enough, sadly enough, a lot of times people would actually swim in the river after the storm. You know, the storm would come mm -hmm. and it bring up uh, the the the, um, the water levels. Yeah, uh, they would for recreation go and swim in this ditch or these ditches, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and we're going to hear about that from Mr. Mr. Milton Johnson, who's probably on the line right now. Yes. Uh, but we're, so we're going to we're going to wait just a moment, please, Mr. W Mr. Mr. Wilson, uh, Johnson, hang tight just for a moment uh, as we get through these these first portions of our show. Uh, we're glad to have him with us. Last year, his sister, Miss Penny, Miss Penny was our was our uh, our guest, and we were very glad to have her with us this year. Uh, we had the, the reunion, another reunion of the bottom, mm -hmm. right? <coughs> a thriving, thriving community. Uh, we're going to talk about it. It's going to be extraordinary, extraordinary conversation. Now, uh, talk about, you know, craziness, absolute craziness. Uh, wow. Uh, you know, Grady Judd has really outdone himself. Really outdone himself. And I think on one of these lines we have Mr. Life Malcolm. Is Life on? Yeah. Okay. So let's let's this is this is crazy. Now we have a do we have a sound bite from that? Uh do we have a sound bite from that at all? Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Let's see if we can find a sound bite for that. Okay. Um the Grady Judd uh debacle. <laughs> that was insane. Young lady went into McDonald's and she um, acted out. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, that 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 did happen. However, the response, the, the irresponsible comments on the part of the sheriff, and I, I I do agree, there was absolutely irresponsible comments made on the part of um, Grady Judd. I'm not sure what he was trying to do exactly. You know, sometimes uh, folks get a little beside themselves with. Uh, trying to do their celebrity, mm -hmm. air quote celebrity, yeah, and they decide that they're going to make comments that are uh, less than professional, right? Mm -hmm. Just to say to be nice about it. I'm not being nice about it. Just irresponsible comments. Doesn't make any sense they, that you make those kind of comments, but especially uh, when it comes to black women or black males who have. Made some may maybe have some violation or something like that, but to refer to them as uh, possibly having done drugs or or refer to them as dangerous or something like that, mm. when in reality they're not dangerous. They haven't done drugs. There's there's an issue that is, that is taking place. They've not done anything that's dangerous uh, per se at, at all. It's just you know something that needs to be handled. In a different way, yeah. mm -hmm. and whatever it, whatever it, whatever it is, it's ridiculous. But what we have is we have uh, Attorney Life Malcolm on the line. Let's get Life on the line, okay. please. Life, you're on air. Hoodoo, what's going on, brother? What's going on, brother African? All right, all right, all right. You all right, man? Man, I ain't got no complaints and no problems. I can't solve. You're in the game, brother. I'm in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad to have you, man. <laughs> man. I really want to appreciate the opportunity, too. You know, um, I'm going to let you lead the way, but I just want to express my deep and profound appreciation for the opportunity. I know you already had something planned for the day, but just want to appreciate the opportunity to, to share um, you know, this with the community uh, quite, you know, quite briefly um, you know, this morning. Well, you know, Life, one of the things that, that, that we pride ourselves in is making certain that we get this type of information out. People wow. need to know that this is not that, that this happens. First of all, that this is that this is happening and that this happens. Uh it is inexcusable what was what you presented to me um was was wow. Out this craziness. Uh have you found that sound bite yet? Uh Grady Judd and uh what, what was what was the uh we're gonna to try to find the sound, the sound bite. Life, if you will, please present this to us real quick. Yeah. So what happened is, um, uh, one day uh, about two weeks ago, young woman named Tiannis Jones went to a McDonald's. Oh, let me let me say it like this. Uh, Ray Judd held a press conference 
about <laughs> a young woman, uh, you know, uh, who identifies as African. You know, she might not look African to some people, but she understands herself as African or black. And she went to a McDonald's. Uh, now, the great dread narrative is that in the press conferences that she ordered the food online and the McDonald's workers got the, the order wrong. Uh, but to be honest, has a receipt that says differently. It says that she was actually at the place, ordered the food, and uh, after they got the order wrong and refused to give her her money or, or give her her correct uh, food order uh, for about eight or so minutes, uh, she, to be honest, went behind that McDonald's counter, knocked over some plastic cups, right, and threw a few plastic cups uh, in the area, you know, behind the counter. Right. And so, Grady Dudd, Sheriff Grady Dudd, uh, <laughs> Sheriff over there in Polk County, uh, Grady Dudd, uh, you know, uh, whatever you want to call him, crazy Grady, I mean, you know, he's, he's an absolute, you know, um, uh, anyway, this guy, he, he holds a press conference about a girl, a young woman, who threw, did not destroy any property, was she not the plastic cups, the plastic cups didn't break. You know, she, the worst she did was uh, mess up the stack of cups, you know. And so he has this press conference that uh, shows Tiana's in her, uh, not in her best moment in life, but, you know, upset, as many people would be, if somebody stole something from them, you know, their food or their money. You give me my food, give me my money. Yeah, she you know? sold out, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She sold out. You know, <laughs> hey, you know, poor people feel some kind of way about their, about their money and their food. And so here she is. Uh, in you know, at the McDonald's, uh, expressing her anger, maybe not in the most appropriate way, but listen, man, we're talking about cups, not glass cups, plastic cups. She didn't break no cups. She didn't hurt nobody with no cups. She knocked over a stack of plastic cups and, and tossed a few cups. And, and, and then on the way out, she uh, did what they call a, a dance, like a twerk dance or something like that. And, you know, nobody got hurt. Nope, nobody in this country where people get shot because people get upset about less, right, you know, right, uh, uh, right. Uh, food and money. You know, uh, you know, people get killed for less than being upset about food and money. You know, uh, this this guy who represents Polk County, the sheriff, he holds a whole press conference about uh, about that conduct that that, that Tiana's displayed in the McDonald's, not for any purpose of solving crime because Tiana's is already on the way to jail to face the charges. Uh, by the way, I represent Tiana's uh, along with the Jeremy McCrime, the firm where I work, the Philly Law Firm, where, where I'm an attorney. Right. Uh, we represent Tiana's. And so that's why I know that Tiana's is already on the way to the Pope, to turn herself in the Pope County Sheriff. So really, that, the press conference served no other purpose than to humiliate and uh, attack uh, a, a young African woman uh, because she threw some plastic cups around at the McDonald's, you know. And right. so uh, Jeremy and uh, and uh, myself and uh, Reverend Cowart, Cowart in uh, in uh, Polk County, uh, we, we, we got together and held a press conference. Giannis was able to attend along with her mother. And, uh, you know, we responded, not, not in uh, necessarily defending the, the conduct, that uh, Tiana's displayed. However, we will defend it, you know, <laughs> to the fullest, uh, you know, in court, because yeah. every person, you know, uh, deserves that kind of defense. Uh, but uh, we we held a press conference to to, to finally uh, uh, say something about Grady Judge reckless behavior. His comments, like uh, Tiana's is a Mac nut who went Mac crazy, uh, you know. Uh, uh, now she's a Mac burglar and all this kind of stuff serves no other purpose than to help him go viral, like, you know, what he likes to do and, uh, and, and, to, and to potentially paint a jury pool, uh, that would, uh, that might be able to see the, the legal reasons why Tiana should be found not guilty if it should go to trial. And, and, and we just, we are the, the press conference for that reason to, to say that there's something very dangerous about Grady Judd and, uh, and people ought to be aware of that, uh, yeah, so, so that that is that is very dangerous, uh, especially in a society where, where we have the issues that we have with relationship between uh, us, black folks, and and law enforcement. Number one, number yeah. two, uh, you know, you know, to present her. I, I I remember hearing the remarks about her. Well, I don't know. Maybe she, you know, she's on drugs or something. So, you know, the police will likely see that as an, an opening uh, to treat her as hostile. 
uh, to treat her as less than human and, and, and to approach her with uh, extreme prejudice, so to speak, right? Uh, as though as though she is going, you know, it's, it's all it's like one step away almost from saying that she is dangerous. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's 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 very, that's a very dangerous language that he used. And and the, and the thing and the thing that's you no, know, and you're right, Walter, one hundred percent correct. And the thing that is most important, uh, brother African, about Granny Judge getting on this, you know, calling a press conference and getting using his platform to 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 make such incisive kinds of comments is the fact that uh, uh, the the whole world. Even in the discussion that Billy and uh, Nico had before you arrived, you know, the discussion was about moving towards a more humane society, a, a, you know, a, a society of, of empathy and sympathy and compassion. And, and this Grady Judge person uses his platform to, to uh, personify, you know, this antiquated idea of, of othering people who are different than uh, white people, uh, uh, othering people who, 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 don't, who have not yet learned how to handle, uh, you know, uh, 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 tense situations appropriately, instead of bringing some kind of compassion and understanding and, 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 and humanity, instead of using his platform to, to, to help people be more understanding of the problems that many of us in society experience that others have no idea about, he, he uses his uh, uh, platform, much like Donald John Trump, to further, uh, you know, uh, draw a line between people, uh, you know, uh, uh, other people, uh, you know, uh, denigrate people, uh, drum up hate. I mean, you should see the comments to the press conference we did. This Judaism is alive. I mean, there's so many people who uh, who really believe that it, that Tiannis Jones should be punished because she's not there with some cups. Well, let, let me tell you what. Let, 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 let me tell you what, brother African. This is what we're going to do. And for, and for the record, so everybody knows, that's what that's what life and I call each other, brother African. That's that's our that's our that's our, our what what we call it uh that's our name for each other. Wow. <laughs> so look, look here. So and, and and that's real though. That's real. But anyway, listen. On, on what we have right now is we have the sound bite. Well, I have of the sheriff, but do you want me to play? But that's the fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So you can hear okay. exactly what it is. It, it's it. What you're gonna hear right now is Sheriff Grady Judd actually uh, describing. Irresponsibly, we feel uh, that. Well, it was. It was very irresponsible. Describing Miss Tiana. Is that her name, Tiana? Tiannis. 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 Okay. Uh, describing Tiannis and the the situation along with a video that that's going. So he, what he does is he narrates a video, uh, the surveillance video that was that was that caught the situation. On camera, uh, and well, we'll let you judge for yourself. If you want to watch it, you can uh, on your YouTube. But actually, let's go ahead and go go into that real quick. We want to hear this. Yes, mm -hmm. sir. Oh, yes, of course. All know that Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd is sheriff is known for going after suspects with a vengeance. Well, tonight the tables have turned. An attorney for the woman right there who was arrested after she tore up a Lakeland McDonald's is calling him out. Fox 13's Ken Suarez is live at the restaurant on Memorial Boulevard. That's where this whole but thing began. But if you come, so what's going on, and what can you tell? To a school. Here to comment. Well, In let's this start with a refresher course. A week ago tonight, I stood right here and told you how the lady basically created all kinds of havoc at the McDonald's right back there when they messed up her order. Bottom line is that the sheriff, in no uncertain terms, called her out and pointed the finger directly at her. Now her attorney is pointing it right back at him. The surveillance video from McDonald's went viral. The world watched as Tiana Jones flung bottles off the counter, smashed through piles of cups, then twerked her way out the door. They also heard Sheriff Grady Judd size it all up. I don't know what was wrong with her that night. I don't know if she was like two fries short of a Happy Meal. Or maybe it was she was short of the Happy Meal completely. But she created a mess. And 
she acted like a McNutt. Jones, her mom, attorney, and supporters just spoke out in front of the Polk County Courthouse in Bartow. They should have went in some more detail about the story and like investigated the story before they let out any footage or any videos to the public. Jones' attorney defended what she did by saying the young woman suffers from depression and is bipolar. He says Judd's characterization of her could have far-reaching consequences. His unprofessional and dangerous comments stand to taint any potential jury pool that Ms. Tianis could potentially have in this case. Judge accuses McClymont of being a publicity hound. He's got an opportunity to get a lot of free publicity. McClymont says the same about him. Someone who is looking for an opportunity to make headlines, looking for an opportunity to go viral, looking for an opportunity to keep his name relevant. Dr. Clayton Coward agrees. Lady wants to be a Mac movie star. He spends too much Mac time in the camera. Greatest statements about mental illness was Mac childish. Judd's reaction? But would you change anything you said back in that original press conference? McNo. So essentially this comes down to a war of words <laughs> back. Okay, so. All right, so. <laughs> wow. Yo. That, was, that was a lot of mix. Let me tell you, man. Let me Jeez. tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. That this is so absurd. This is so absurd. Uh, I have no doubt, no doubt in my mind, but that this young lady is gonna gonna get off on this, and and, and, and she should. Uh, the the behavior. I think we all agree that, that you know once you see the behavior, the behavior was unacceptable. You know, okay, yeah. we got that. Of course. Uh, but to personify her, to characterize her in the manner that he did. Mm-hmm was, in fact, dangerous. If you listen, as I said before, folks, please listen to the entire, the entire press conference that was held by Grady Judd. I mean, it was a racist comment, of course. I, I, I think I think his comments were uh, were just dangerous, absolutely dangerous. I, I watched it. I watched the, the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Please go and watch it, folks. I encourage you to please go and watch it. Life, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, I, I, I just, you know, honestly... Wow. Oh, go ahead. I would just say that, you know, if, if you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Crazy Judge, Grady Judge says, uh, Tiannis is, uh, you know, may have been too fresh, sort of a happy meal. Well, he's a lifetime short of humanity. You know, uh, two generations short of, uh, you know, of progress. And, uh, you know, Grady Judge has been, uh, been in the Pinellas County Service Department since 1972. You understand? Wow. He was the youngest ever. He couldn't even buy his own bullets when he worked for the uh, when he began working for the uh, passport. I said uh, I might have said that, but the Polk County Sheriff's Department. He'd been a part of the Polk County Sheriff's Department since 1972 before he was old enough to buy bullets. You understand? And so he's a relic. He he represents this old way of thinking. You know, let's let's denigrate uh, 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 poor people, black people. Let's step on their backs. Let's make fun of their plight. You know, but most of humanity these days, most of society these days, is moving away from that kind of stuff. And so I would just implore the people of Polk County and people all around you know, the world to, to move swiftly away from the poison that Grady Judd represents, the, the poison that Grady Judd is. And uh, and just make, as a point of correction, nobody's excusing what Tiana's did. We're explaining it better than what Grady Judd did. We didn't have no uh, Matt joke or something like that. We're saying this was a, this is a pregnant 22-year-old girl uh, who has a mental health condition. Five months pregnant, mental health condition, and she got upset, handled it inappropriately. Knocked over some plastic cups. You understand? But plastic cups did not destroy total total the damages that she did when she you know when she knocked over the cups. You know, you you gonna get zero cents. You understand? Right, uh, right. You know because all she did was knock over this a stack of plastic cups. She didn't hurt anybody. She didn't damage any property. You know, she she acted out and it got caught on camera. And in and, and, and Polk County, where Grady Judd likes to make fun of people uh, who uh, you know who he can bully or who he thought he could bully. Well, you know so, what, what? What's interesting is even the news reporter got it wrong. Now, now I'm not sure if that was just a mistake on his part. Uh, you know, as far as that's concerned, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, no, you can't make that kind of mistake. But anyway, he referred. He referred to. He referred to her as throwing bottles. 
I mean, I don't know. It might have been a plastic Sprite bottle on the on the counter or something. I, I didn't, you know, the right, sort of right. biggest thing. So I don't know. It might have been a, a Sprite bottle. I, right. don't, I don't know. You know, I, right. I, so I, I can't really say. I haven't watched it for, you know, to, to make that kind of determination. Right. You know, but, you know, look, but nobody got hurt. Nothing got damaged. If, they, if it had happened, Grady, uh, uh, Shady Judd would have said she, <laughs> He would have said she caused one dollar and 53 cents worth of damage he would have said it if she done it he would have said it. he's that petty go look at his other um uh interviews press conferences he's the same guy oh, and yeah. they shot the brother in the swamp and they you know 68 times they asked him why are you shooting 68 times because we ran out of bullets hell if we had more bullets we would have shot him more you know right. he's the same guy who when you know our community ill affected by drugs you know he catches some drug dealers he wants to make raps about it you know and and, and, and push fun at uh you know the brother and the brother's father for you know for for being caught up in the in the drug economy that the u.s made uh uh the only possible uh uh, uh uh, institution of income for many Africans because of people like Grady Judd who levy heavy crimes on people for petty stuff. Right. You know, um, yeah. And so it, it, he's that kind of person. But the good thing is, you know, this you know, this show and the people who listen to this show and other people around the world are moving away from that antiquated idea that we have to live in that kind of divisive uh, uh, society that we can all get together for the right, for the good of the, the human race, for the good of humanity, to overturn oppression, colonialism, the colonial mode of production that pissed us against each other um, all the time. And, and, and that's, the, that's the good thing about this program. That's why I'm so, so grateful that you allowed this opportunity uh, for your listeners to hear. So, because I know your listeners uh, know uh, that, that, you know, Grady Judd is wrong uh, for, for, for drumming up this kind of uh, um, hatred toward this young girl who needs some support, who needs some compassion. I mean, that could be all, that could make all the difference in her life. That's the difference between her knocking cups over next time or telling somebody not to do it and she sees them getting hyped in McDonald's uh, and, and she's in line behind them. You know, Absolutely. He, he could have made a difference, but he used his platform to hurt instead of help. And that is the, you know, that is uh, an understatement of the problem that is Shady uh, Grady Dud. What, what, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I got you, brother. Hey, listen, man. Hey, life. Thank you so much, brother. And, and just keep us abreast of what's happening, uh, so that we can we can let people know what's going on from here from the Sunday Forum. All right. One hundred percent, man. And again, I really appreciate the time. And, and to your guests, thank you so much for allowing me to intervene this way. I, I do appreciate it. it. It was important. You got it, brother. African. All right. To be continued, brother. Um, listen. Wow. Well, you know that that. Other part of that is that she called 911 over right. her service. So I right. think that's where her biggest mistake was. You can't misuse 911 like that. And my heart goes out also to fast food workers who have to put up with this kind of behavior a lot of the time. But, yeah, grandstanding Grady is a problem sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that was not appropriate at all. Not at all. Um Gosh, man! You know, no, no one, no one excuses the behavior of you know of Tiana's, right? Mm -hmm. However, what we what we what we saw the irresponsible the irresponsible remarks. You, you got to take these types of things very seriously when you when you are the sheriff and you have remarks about something like this. This is a potentially dangerous situation that he will have put this young lady in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, had she not gone and turned herself in and had been caught in traffic, let's say, for instance, right? How do you think that would have turned out? Uh, yeah, they would have done what they usually do. They probably would have thrown her down, just arrested her. Exactly. You know, been exactly. rough with her. Yeah. Exactly. And this young lady is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, so that that's 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 dangerous. Yeah. That's very dangerous. Uh, she did the right thing by turning herself in, yes. uh, you know, and 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 having her attorneys ready and on hand to oversee her treatment, treatment both in terms of her mental stability and mm -hmm. treatment in terms of the legal treatment. Yeah, you know, her physical treatment uh, uh, legally. So, uh, you know, I hope this comes out in a positive way. I hope uh, so too. For for this young lady. Yeah. 
So we do hey, have a lot of calls. Got on. a lot of calls online. <laughs> or a lot of calls. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do. Okay. Let's let's go. Let's go ahead and let's get uh, Mr. Milton Johnson on the line. Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson, you're on air. Okay. I'm hey, Mr. Good Johnson. Good morning. How are you? How are you doing this morning? I'm here just enjoying the day. Enjoying <laughs> <the morning. laughs> Listen, it was good to see you again at the yes. reunion. Yes, it was good to see you. And, uh, you know, we had a we had a good time down there yesterday. Uh, you know, the... Uh, the, I, I don't know if you want to call it the fellowship or the camaraderie of some of the old timers from that community, from that neighborhood. Absolutely. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was the second year that we had it, and it's getting a little bit bigger and bigger. And uh, I actually live in uh, Plant City, so I drove all the way from Plant City back. I had already been to Tampa earlier that morning, and I drove to Plant City, got home, took a shower, and drove back. Wow. Uh, I didn't want to, uh, it was just, you know, an event that uh, I didn't want to miss. I just wanted to be somewhat a part of it, uh, again, to see some old faces and uh, kind of remember some of those that are not still with us, uh, that yes. some somewhat a pillar of that neighborhood, a community. So it was it was pretty good, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was nice talking to you. We kind of... Share a little bit of history there. <laughs> I learned a little bit more about your grandfather. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what it's about. You know, uh, hearing some of the stories, passing along some of the stories, some of the history of that that area. And uh, you know, I, I, you know, I've got fond memories of that. Um, again, that you know that particular area there, that community there, as a kid. Um, and so, and so everybody understands what we're talking about. Make sure that, that those who are just joining us, uh, we are discussing the the issue of disappearing black communities. Number one, right, right. Uh, and number two, we're talking about more specifically the bottom, mm -hmm. the bottom, what is known as the bottom here in Tampa, and what is also known as Ebor City. What after gentrification began uh, in a major way, as they called it, urban renewal, we began to to see Ebor City separated in terms of Ebor City and East Ebor, which was never known that way. Never known that way before uh, urban renewal. Am I right about that? That's yeah. I would I would venture to say you're correct, and uh, I. You know, again, going back, which is talking about urban, urban renewal. Um, you know, it was my understanding is that you know it was presented as it was a great thing for that community, but I, I uh, personally, I kind of think that it, it divided, it separated, it. Uh, uh, you know, some people moved away because of one reason or another, and I can even remember as a kid, um, I four. You know, people don't realize I four divided that community as well. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, it came through and it divided. So you had some people that lived on one side of I four and some that lived on the other side of I four, whereas was wasn't there before. Right. Uh, you know, so it uh, yeah, it is. It is a lot of things that uh, uh, contributed to that. You know. You know, I I I think about. Uh, the discussions that I've had with with my own parents mm -hmm. and over the years, and, uh, and and the fact that you know my mother was born right there on twelfth right. and twenty fifth, and you know so I'm, I'm in, I, by by legacy I'm an Ebor City boy, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, 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 I, there's a great sense of pride that comes along with that. But what where where we where I have a an even greater sense of pride is the fact that I am a descendant of founders of the bottle. Mm -hmm. I mean that that's to, to me that's a really big deal. That's a seriously that's a seriously big deal. As I look back at the numbers of people that left there and came back. Mm -hmm. You know, the bottom was not created 
for anything good. It, it was no, not created it, for that purpose. No, it was. I, 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 if I remember correctly, reading some of the stuff that I've seen, it was almost an area. I think that uh, it was. It was. It was utilized to basically displace black families. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to put them in an area in in. in uh, you know, they they weren't provided any, uh, so to speak, any uh, benefits or that would that was uh, attributed to some of the other communities, such as uh, I heard you talk about earlier. But, you know, sports the drainage, you know, right. uh, drainage, street lighting, sidewalks. None of that stuff is there. Uh, you know, and uh, and honestly. Uh, you know, I can remember as a kid during the summer when you'd have those everyday thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, after a while, those ditches, was that's that's, was, that's where your drainage was at. I mean, for that neighborhood. There wasn't, you know, those, they would overfill. And the roads would flood, you know. And, uh, uh, the, the, you know, some of the houses, yeah, I can remember, the, you know, the porches were, you know, probably three feet off the ground and the water level would be, uh, even with the with the porch, when you stepped off your porch, stepped off on the step, mm. you were standing in the water. You mm-hmm. know, simple as that, right? You know, right? Uh, you know, and so yeah, it was it was it was it was a somewhat of a, a blighted area, uh, but nevertheless, uh, we the people that was there and, and from there, we still took a lot of pride in it. You know, we, we were proud proud people, so to speak, right. of that, and uh, we you know there was a. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of uh, things that the values and some memorials uh, came from there were established from there, from people in that in that area, from that community. You know, so uh, you know, for the most part, it was you know, I mean, just like any other neighborhood, you had your hardworking people, and uh, they went to work every day and tried to raise a family, take care of their family, and uh, and looked out for each other. Right. You know? That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, it was you know. Now before but, before uh, we go, in, let me before we get any deeper, okay? Because we we're, we're gonna revisit this later on in the show. We're gonna have a little fun here. All right. Okay. Now I think we all have had a Cuban sandwich, <laughs> right? Okay. We all we yeah. all have had it. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm trust me. I've <laughs> you've indulged yeah. many. <laughs> we all had them. All right. So the age of today, Mobili. He's Are you there? A, no, he's, he's not in there. All right. Uh, Yumiko, so that you know, mm-hmm. the Cuban sandwich has a long history, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had a Cuban sandwich. Yeah, and, and we all love them, right? No. But today... No, I don't. You don't? Mm-hmm. What? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's so glorious. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, so... So, all right. So, Mr. Johnson, what what are your earliest memories of the Cuban sandwich? What are your, your, your memories well, of Well... When uh, now, when we moved, we moved out of the bottom, so to speak, and we moved over into the more of the area what they call Ebor City. I mean, we were only you know maybe a mile or two away from where because I was. You said your mother was born on twelfth and twenty fifth, and I was born on twelfth and twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, uh, we moved and we were closer to Seventh Avenue. Matter of fact, uh, I could pretty much walk out my back door, go over the railroad tracks. And go to the Silver Ring to get a Cuban sandwich. Right. So, right. I'm uh, looking at someone right now on our Facebook page, uh, yeah, Mr. So, Torrance Little Water, talking about the Silver Ring Cuban sandwich. That's right. Yeah. So I, I could, uh, you know, I'm a little bit biased. I, I've always said I haven't. I've come close, but I don't think I've had a Cuban sandwich that was as good as the ones we used to get from Silver Ring. And uh, I can remember as a kid being in there. Uh, you know, on Fridays and Saturdays, you had long lines in there, people ordering sandwiches and stuff, and, and you would hear people say, I came from Orlando, I came from this place, that place, because I heard about y'all Cuban sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was pretty interesting. And uh, and uh, now me, uh, a Cuban sandwich and a devil crab. Uh, oh, man. Thing. Yes, but, sir. Uh, that was a thing of beauty, right? Yeah, yeah, that was you know, and 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 coming up, you know, as a kid, you know, that was that was a treat for me, you know, for my parents, you know, a, a silver rain Cuban sandwich, and uh, so uh, even as an adult, they actually had opened a location up in Pasco County, up in Wesley Chapel, and I remember once I heard about that after the one in Ebor City had closed, I ventured uh, 
I lived in Wesley Chapel, so I went over there one day to, just to see if it was as good as the ones that I remember growing up with. And uh, it, it was good, but it, it just... It doesn't. Does, it's not there, right? It's not there. Yeah. Once you leave yeah. Tampa, once you leave Tampa, the Cuban sandwiches just are not the same. Right? They just aren't. Okay. So so now so now okay. So we're gonna go into the real, real quick. Then we're gonna come back to this to, okay. to, to, to the to the to the bottom because you know of course this is bottom history, right? This is right. part of right. bottom history. So mm-hmm. so today is the Cuban sandwich fest. The annual Cuban Sandwich Festival uh, uh, is going to be held today at 12 p.m., 12 noon to 6 p.m. over at the um, the Ebor City Chamber of Commerce um, uh, area just uh, in Centennial Park, but at 1800 East 8th Avenue, 1800 East 8th Avenue. And this is usually done by our friends Victor and Jolie Padilla. And we love them very much. They're they're very kind, uh, and they, you know I'm going to be as usual. I'll be a uh, a judge. I love to judge the Cuban sandwiches, and uh, I, I enjoy judging the Cuban sandwiches, <laughs> to say the least. But there's a prevailing argument, right? So about the history of the Cuban sandwich, the one there's one that that, that I'm constantly having with people from Miami. Okay, so listen, y'all, folks from Miami, you can call in if you want to. We're just going to have this argument, and that is the Cuban sandwich was originated right here in Tampa. Don't come up here talking about y'all, y'all Cubans in, in Miami did this. Nah, no, you didn't. Y'all came to Tallahassee, the, the Tampa, excuse me, the Tampa, and got you a Cuban sandwich. That's where it started, right here in our cigar factories, not near Miami. Y'all, y'all was still down there in the swamp down there in Miami back then, so don't even try that. Uh, and, and then they tried to say that the Cuban sandwich originated in Cuba. It did not. And, they, and, and, and I, I disagree with that. As a historian, I disagree with that because what they, uh, what they accredited to was the Taino Indians using some sort of yuca bread and, and, uh, and, and pork. First of all, mm-hmm. The Taino Indians didn't have pigs. Pigs were brought to, to Cuba by the Spanish. Right. That's a fact. Pigs were brought to Cuba by the Spanish. So how in the world did you make Cuban uh, Cuban sandwiches? Are you kidding yeah, me right now? Yeah, how could it originate from there? Now, Come on, man. Come on. And uh, my, my recollection of what I've read on the history of the Cuban sandwich, so to speak, uh, it was actually... Uh, you know, people made that for their lunches when they would go work in the cigar factory. Exactly. And, uh, and, 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 and people will tell you, now, people that really know what a real Cuban is, a Cuban sandwich is, will tell you that a real Cuban sandwich did not have lettuce and tomatoes on it. Exactly. You know, so, uh, exactly. you know, and, and so, you know, that's, again, you know, that's, that's, that's a part of that history. And, and that, and, and again, that was, uh, my recollection is that that's, it was originated here in, in Igor City, in the Latin communities. Uh, you know, they would take the Cuban bread, slice it, and you put, uh, salami and, and the pork on it and ham. That's right. And, uh, and, and some uh, cheese if you had it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and that was a Cuban sandwich, you know, and I, uh, I, you know, I remember years ago when they started coming out with pressed Cubans. You know, that was something new to me because I'm thinking I've never had a Cuban sandwich that was <laughs> pressed, right? You know, that's a little attitude. That's a little attitude. Yeah, no, yeah. It was, that was, the bread wasn't toasted or put the garlic on it. <laughs> Well, go out there and check it out, folks. Go out there and take part in this. Uh, this is an annual, an annual. We, we have fun with it. It's an annual argument that 